Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. Let's talk about some very real reasons that decluttering as a mom is hard, but these things are totally overcomable. And I want to talk to you about these five things because every single mom deals with them. And a lot of times I see moms saying that they can't declutter or they would declutter if these things didn't exist. But the thing about these five things that we're going to talk about today are that they are, they're not going away. These are things that we can't change. There are some things in motherhood that we cannot change. And to be honest, we don't really want to change them because if we did change them, we wouldn't be moms, right? We would be missing out on being a mom. So these five things, every single mom deals with them. Let's talk about them. Let's validate them. Let's acknowledge them because once you acknowledge them, you can accept them. And once you accept them, you can actually problem solve and make progress in the way that you want to with your decluttering and honestly in any subject of your life, but you know, we talk about decluttering here, decluttering and simplifying. Okay. So the first and probably the top reason when I ask in the motherhood simplified community, what makes decluttering hard for you? Why can't you declutter or what gets in the way of you being able to successfully declutter are their kids. Okay. And it's the most obvious example, I think. And to be completely frank, having kids is the easiest excuse in the world. Like once you have kids, if you want to get out of anything, you can say, I can't do it. I have kids, right? When I I think about like getting getting out of plans that I don't want to do, um, it's just an easy, (laughs) they are an easy scapegoat, okay? It's just the reality. Am I saying that we want to do that? No. Am I saying that it's like the best approach to things? Absolutely not. But- We all do it sometimes, okay? So we say that we can't declutter because our kids, they get in the way, um, they interrupt us, they distract us, right? But also we think that we can't declutter or we can't live simplified or minimally, if you want to call it that, or we can't have less stuff because when you have kids, you have more stuff, right? And yes, you do have more stuff than not when you have kids because they need their own things too, but it doesn't have to be to a point where it's unmanageable for you. And I'm saying that as somebody with five kids, there are people in who've taken, you know, my courses and are in the motherhood simplified community who have 11 kids. I have a family member who has uh, eight kids and she lives very minimally. Their family lives very minimally. It's possible to live simply and have an amount of stuff that is manageable in your home. Even if you have kids, is it easier? No. Is it harder? Usually, especially if you've never really learned how to do this for yourself and you've just been accumulating things for years and years with multiple kids, but having more kids 
does not automatically mean having clutter. And to be honest, the more kids I have, the less stuff I can manage because I'm spending my time focused on the people inside of the house and managing the people than the stuff. So it's a matter of finding that balance. And it is trickier when you have kids. Okay. I'm not saying that it's not existent, but it it's not the thing that is going to determine whether or not you can actually declutter or not. You still can. Okay. But our kids also have opinions on what they want to keep and not keep. We have some kids who want to keep everything, whether it's part of their personality or a stage of development, like they want to keep everything and getting rid of anything feels way too difficult or impossible because of the resistance that they put up, but it is still possible. And the thing about, you know, the stuff in your home is that it's not your kid's responsibility. And the majority of the stuff in the home is not theirs, but um, it's something that we deal with. Right. And then of course the day-to-day logistics of having kids makes it harder. And we're going to talk about that in number two, which is your time. One of the biggest reasons that moms say that they can't declutter is because they don't have time. And that makes sense because kids take up so much time, so much time, constant interruptions, constant needs, day-to-day cleanup, wanting to spend your time doing something fun and not decluttering. You've got work, you've got school, you've got relationships, you've got all of these things going on, moving in multiple directions that it's difficult. Like finding time to declutter is like just one more thing that you have to find time for and it's difficult. But I will say that spending your time decluttering is a very, it's a very short lived thing. You don't have to declutter forever. Like you're going to have to still clean up forever. You're still going to have to clean, sanitize things, clean bathrooms. You're still going to have to reorganize things when it comes on or when it comes unorganized, right? Or the systems fall out of place. But when you declutter, you declutter at once and that item and that stuff is out of your possession for good and you don't have to do anything with it ever again. Whereas cleaning and organizing, you're going to have to do forever. So spending your time temporarily decluttering is one of the best ways to spend your time if you're overwhelmed by stuff and having too much stuff in your home. Now, the third reason or thing that makes decluttering hard as a mom is energy, right? Kind of goes along with the same thing as time. They're very similar, but you can only do so much in a day. You only have so much energy in a day. You still have to sleep. You still have to care for your basic needs. You still have, you know, you're spending all of your energy in these other areas of your life, going to work, going to school, uh, managing your kids, and honestly wanting to do things that fill you up, right, and energize you. And I will also say that for most of the moms who really dive in and start taking decluttering seriously, they find the act of decluttering to be very energizing because you see quick results. It feels very satisfying. You can see what you're getting done and it's out of your possession for good that yes, you are spending energy decluttering, but it gives you so much energy back and it gives you energy back in the short term, but it also gives you energy back in the long term. Cause like I talked about just a second ago, when you declutter, you are paying yourself back in the form of time and energy in the long term because you never have to deal with that stuff again. You never have to deal with that stuff again. You never spend your energy on it again, which means you're going to get that much more energy back to spend doing things that you actually want to do, like doing something fun, right? Something that you actually enjoy doing. Maybe it's working out. Maybe it's cooking. Maybe it's relaxing. Maybe it's taking a nap. 
that's a pretty big community favorite, right? A lot of moms are like, I need to declutter so that when I'm tired, I can take a nap and I don't have to feel bad about it. And I don't have to wake up to a messy house. And I don't have to wake up to more to do's. I could just take a nap, wake up and enjoy my house, right? Now, the fourth thing that moms experience that makes decluttering hard is worrying about like, what if I need it? Or maybe I should keep it just in case, right? And this is a lot of fear, like fear of not having enough. And this is normal. And especially in a time that we're living in right now where things have been so rocky and so uncertain, it's totally normal to worry about like, well, what if I need this? What if I get rid of this and then I need it in the future? But to be honest, the majority of our stuff is not that critical or important long-term. It's mostly like, well, this would be nice, right? Or I don't want to have to replace this. But the reality is stuff that we're keeping for, well, maybe I'll use it one day, or this fits an idealistic situation, or this is something that I'm keeping because I feel like I should, or I should be, or I could be the type of mom who does these things or has these things or spends her time doing this. But the reality is that you don't, those kinds of things can be really difficult to overcome, not impossible, but difficult. And, you know, when it comes to the idealistic things, one of the examples that we talk about often in the motherhood simplified group, a very specific thing are popsicle makers, right? A lot of moms have like in their Tupperware cabinet, like three or four sets of popsicle molds because they want to be the type of mom who makes popsicles in the summer, but she never makes popsicles in the summer, but she doesn't want to get rid of the popsicle things that are, you know, floating around in the cabinets and becoming very frustrating when you're trying to live your everyday life, just pull out, you know, pots and pans and you're hit in the face with a popsicle mold that you haven't ever used because you feel like you should be the type of mom who makes popsicles. Or what if one day you want to make popsicles and then you don't have a popsicle maker, right? It's not the things that we are keeping for what if and just in case really are not that urgent or necessary. Most of them are like, would be nice. You know, this fits my ideals, ideals, um, not my realistic, it's idealistic. Or maybe it's something that I wish that I could do or I wish I was this type of person, right? For a lot of moms, that's crafts. Like I wish I was the type of person who had time for crafts. I wish I was, you know, the type of person who did all of these you know, extravagant things, but I just don't enjoy it or I don't have time for it, or it's not the season of life for me to do this. And that's okay. Clear out the stuff that's in your way so that you have what you need. And I talk about this in my mini course, emergency preparedness as a minimalist. Um, There's a difference between like holding on to things and having really good systems in place for like things like food storage, water storage, disaster preparedness, but also financial preparedness, emergency preparedness, long-term illness or critical injury illness or critical injury preparedness, right? The things that we need for those things that really are urgent are not that random pile of stuff on the stairs or on the couch, right? It's not that kind of stuff. That stuff actually gets in the way of you having what you need in the event of an emergency or a crisis or something urgent, right? So, um, like feel free to let go of those things that fit your ideals or who you think you should be and not who you actually have the time and the energy to be right now. For me, it's popsicle molds. <laughs> For you, it might be something else. Um, and there's actually a funny story. Her name is Olga. She's very sweet. And she sent me a picture the other day of making some kind of popsicles for her kids. And she didn't have popsicle makers, but she did have mega blocks. And she made popsicles out of the mega blocks that she had. <laughs> and that's, I think it was such a good example of like, 
in the event of a true emergency, what are you actually going to do, right? You're going to figure it out and it's not that going to, not going to be that big of a deal. And, and you will probably come up with a creative solution. That's kind of funny. Right. So, and over all of the years of like the five years that I've been teaching decluttering, there aren't any moms that come back with like, I decluttered this thing and it, and it was awful. It was horrible. I, I couldn't live without it. It's like, oh, I decluttered that thing and then I made it work or then I figured something out or yeah, I was kind of bummed, but now I know that when I get it again, I know that's worth keeping, right? And that's part of the decluttering process is like figuring out what's worth keeping and what's not worth keeping for you. Um, And number five, the fifth thing that makes decluttering as a mom hard is waste, like not wanting to be wasteful, not wanting to waste your money and not wanting to worry about wasted stuff. And actually just this morning that I'm recording this, somebody posted in the motherhood simplified group, um, that she had a bunch of new stuff, never been used, you know, brand new in the box with tags stuff, but she doesn't know what to do with it. Right. She doesn't want to donate it because it's wasted money, but nobody's buying it. So she doesn't know what to do. And the thing about clutter is that most of us have the same kinds of clutter. We are all drowning in the same kinds of stuff, stuff that, you know, we think we should have, right. We hold on to it just in case, but we realize at some point, most of us have a realization of like, I'm holding on this stuff for like, what if I need it? Or, you know, just in case I need it, but I realize that it's actually very pointless and it's actually making my day-to-day life very hard, harder than it needs to be. And I'm feeling, you know, very stifled and like the walls are closing in on me. I need to get rid of this stuff. So then we try to sell it and nobody wants to buy it because they all have the same kinds of stuff. And we don't want to donate it because we feel like we're losing the money. And then it feels like we're losing the money more than once. We lost the money when we spent the money on it, right? We, the money's gone. It's not coming back, but it feels like we're losing it again because we're not getting any money back for it. And that's just how it goes, right? And so we, we struggle with that because we see all of this waste, wasted money, but also wasted stuff. And we don't want things to just go end up in the landfill. And this is a very nuanced conversation and a big conversation. And I'll link the um, episode. It's called An Honest Conversation About Goodwill. But the reality of like us as a society having more stuff than we can ever redistribute. That's why when our thrift stores and donation centers get overloaded, they either send it to the landfill because they can't sell it. They can't redistribute it. There's nowhere else to donate it to. So they send it to the landfill or they send it to third world countries. And when it comes to waste, the solution for the majority of the clutter that we have is not to just hand it off to somebody else. The actual solution is to consume less overall, to stop buying things that we don't need, to stop buying more than we can ever possibly use, to stop buying things in an amount that go bad before we ever get to use it and stockpiling all these things that we just truly will never use. The solution is to to stop doing that. And one of the best ways to figure out how to do that is by decluttering and clearing out the excess and getting a really clear idea of how much stuff you use and how much you actually need. And on this last note, there was a mom, again, in the Motherhood Simplified group. If you're not in it, come join us. You'll love it there. Um, She was asking about how to organize her chest freezer of food because she's like, I just can't, like, I can't, I don't know what we have. Like, I can't figure out what's there and I can't find a way to keep it all, you know, sorted so that we can use it. And 
my suggestion as well as many other moms, which is great, was to like eat through the food that you have. Like you don't need to go, you don't need to continue to stockpile it, eat through what you have because that's really the only way to get a clear idea of the types of food that you eat, how much you're actually eating. And it's the only way to really figure out like an easy in out system of like replenishing what you use at a rate that you're actually using it up at so that you don't end up being super wasteful, buying things that you don't eat, buying things that you don't have room for, or letting food go bad before you even get a chance to eat it. It it sounds counterintuitive, but truly decluttering is one of the least wasteful things that you can do in the short run and the long run because of the way that it teaches you to get really clear on the amount of stuff that you consume regularly so that you don't waste it. So these are <laughs> this is a fast and furious episode. Five very big topics, okay, of things that make decluttering as a mom challenging. And if you haven't gotten it yet, I want to invite you to get the free training called How to Create Your Mom-Proof Decluttering Plan because we cover all of these things in there. I help you create a decluttering plan, a step-by-step decluttering plan, foolproof, mom-proof, totally doable for you in that free training. We walk you through how to build your decluttering plan, how to hold yourself accountable to it, and how to keep it super duper simple for your life as a mom so that you can actually do it with your kids around and including your family and all of it. And it is a free training. So go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY if you would like to get that. I've broken it down into smaller videos for you so that it's easy to process and take action on. You can also scroll back a couple episodes and listen to it via podcast episode, but I I really do recommend getting the training as well so that you can have it in bite-sized pieces and you can get um, just the, a better experience with it, <laughs> to be honest, a better experience, get the worksheets and all that. So happy decluttering, happy decluttering. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy this show, please share it with somebody, tag me in your Instagram stories. I would love to hear from you and I will see you on the next episode. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, Head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.